Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. At first, when I was getting sick, I was just thinking it was like a regular-ass flu. Mm. It is flu season. And, and, and I say that because when I had the COVIDs, uh, you know, before it like you know, was really like studied or at least or known mutated. about and that kind of thing, um, when I had it, uh, it was like the flu, a little more intense, uh, but my symptoms were completely out of order from like a normal flu. Mm. Normally, I would get, I would start with like a, you know, a, a runny nose, uh, and then some sneezing, and then some coughing, and then the incessant face leaking, you know, where you go through a couple boxes of tissue, uh, and the then sounds faucet. like a fun Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, and then and then of course it migrates into your lungs. Now I was a smoker for a really long time. Uh, I've been quit for over a decade, so like hopefully you know I've got some healing uh, that has happened since then. That's that's the fable they say. Uh, the first five years after you quit smoking, your your lungs uh, tend to heal themselves at least as much as they can, depending on how much damage you did. But I still, because I was a smoker for so long, when it goes into my lungs, it really goes into my lungs. It feels like bronchitis. Right, and then it just sort of hangs out there for a while, and then it's the coughing and the the coughing up the lung cookies, the lung butter, if you will. And I, I did have like blood in my loogies, right? uh. so that was new, right? But uh, up until that point, I was just like, yeah, this is just like a regular seasonal cold flu kind of thing. And then I lost my sense of taste for three days, Oof. and that's how I knew I had the COVID the first time. Was like my sense of taste just went away. Uh, and I was like, well, this sucks. I can't taste anything, right? Uh, and so that happened again. And so I stayed away for the, the requisite, uh, you know, almost two weeks. Uh, so, it, you know, I came down with it on, you know, a week ago, Tuesday or whatever. And so I missed all of last weekend's shows. Uh, thanks to you guys uh, and uh, Bonnie and Steve Classic and Off Grid Angie as well uh, for, you know, doing the job uh, and uh, having Bonnie fill in. Uh, or take over, take over, take over, or take over uh, as it were. Uh, contrary to popular opinion, no, I'm not dead. Or if <laughs> if I were, I've been resurrected. So fake news, fake news. Bonnie. Contrary to what you may have heard on the radio, yeah, on uh, this exact show, <laughs> I'm here, and this is where I am. So I'd just like to issue that correction. <laughs> oh man, it was not fun. Like, I did not have fun. I, I There was a three-day stretch, different from the three-day loss of taste, where I just slept, basically, for three days. I only had one moment of, I'm not, I'm not sure how to describe it, uh, delusion. Like, when I, when I had COVID the first time, I had these weird periods of, like, reality and dreams and thoughts, you know, like daydreaming, just sort of meshing into each other. To where I wasn't like I was having this sort of dream slash daydream that something had happened, and I was like, "Oh man, I got to text so and so about this." And I actually reached for my phone and picked it up and began texting to it. And then, like as my brain sort of became aware that I was awake now and not in this lucid dream or whatever, I was like, "Wait a minute, that was a dream. That didn't happen. What the hell am I doing?" Right? So I'm I, sending it to him I, anyway. I, no, I, I just <laughs> let hit, him figure it out. I just hit delete or whatever. So. I only had one moment of that as opposed to like several moments of that when I had the, the, the COVIDs the first time. So um, I'm significantly better. I, you'll probably hear a little more a little more Tom Brokaw in my voice. Tonight. It's a little scratchy. It's a little, little scratchy, but 
Uh, I'm certainly well over the major symptoms. I'm, you know, no longer uh, any temperature at all, and I've been free of that for at least three days. So you're not no longer any temperature? Well, you know, any abnormal temperature. Oh, okay. So you're not going to pull a mark and bring it back into the studio? No, and in fact, I don't think it was Mark that we got it from. I'm I'm pretty sure it was Michael Hampton. Well, he gave it to Mark. Well, he I gave it to the studio because he came to the studio. Okay. Uh, fresh out of the hospital after one of his All right. visits. And then Mark and I both got it simultaneous. Okay. Well, well I rem- Mark was a couple of days ahead. Of I me. remember sitting in the studio with Mark, who mm-hmm. was sick, and he went, I'm sick. Don't worry. It's not COVID. You know how I know. My cough is not dry. Would you like to see? <laughs> And then a How few, do you see a dry cough? No, you don't. He, he was going to like cough up some mucus uh, for us to see that yeah. it wasn't a dry COVID cough. Yeah. I, right? You know, in retrospect. And then a few days later, you know. In retrospect, I should have taken a photo of my bloody loogies because that would have been a good metal band name. Okay. Bloody loogies. Thanks for coming out. We are, especially if you're in like England we or something. We are the bleeding loogies. The bloody loogies, right? That'd be a good like yeah, British, you, go. you know, heavy metal band name or something. I'm just thinking because you know they use the word bloody different than us. Sounds more like a punk band name to me. You mentioned Richie Rich that it is uh, lectern day. Okay, or if you want to call that podium day, or I like Happy Insurrection Day. Happy Insurrection because it, it's is like, it an insurrection? No, but well, no. You know, neither but did the Fourth of July that. give us independence? So because we're still under the thumb of the government. <sighs> That's true. I, I have been known to call the Fourth of July Dependence Day. There you go. So Insurrection Day then. Insurrection. <laughs> Outsurrection, in whatever. I just want insurrection. I just want it to be celebrated the same way. You know, say Happy Insurrection Day. You grill some hot dogs. You know, inside because it's cold up here. (laughs) Set off some fireworks inside because it's cold out here. Sure, why not? You know. (laughs) So that's what the snakes are for. I always wondered. Yeah, insurrection day looks like poo as you light it on fire. But it's relatively safe to do indoors. The spinning what? flowers. What? 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 What's safe to do indoors? Lighting poo on fire? No, no. the snakes. Oh, the, the oh those, fireworks. That yeah, like, I hate those. Those <laughs> are like, like those are the most disappointing like thing you set on fire around the Fourth of July. Yeah. Like the only thing like no, you know what's not even no. I was gonna say those uh, those snap it things. Those little pop pops. Yeah, they look like mm-hmm. they look like dry sperm or those something. Those are for kids. You, you chuck them on the ground. They go pop. So are snakes. You know? Okay, so what is what's wrong with the captain? Well, many things. Honestly, the <laughs> where do we start? What is yeah? Wrong no, with the the, the pop pops are so much more fun. Than yeah, the I was I was gonna say that like the only thing I can think of that's more lame. No, wait, they're not. Uh, we, <laughs> they're we not once, more lame. We once unwrapped all the pop pops and was like putting it in a little Ziploc bag that we were gonna explode later. Yeah, and then my little cousin wanted to help, and so he was like, little, he was helping for a good long time. Okay, until he accidentally like dropped one too hard and just blew the whole bag up right on the. T- picnic table that we were working on are you guys uh either of you old enough to remember caps mm-hmm. like for cap guns oh yeah absolutely the oh, yeah, roll of gun. red with the little yeah with know, caps with the little little you know mark in the middle yeah. now uh, i was poor so i didn't have an actual gun to put this roll of caps in mm. so i got to sit on the front step which was concrete of the apartment building in which i lived and then i had to borrow a hammer from like a neighbor because well we didn't even have a hammer and then I also got to hit myself in the thumb repeatedly while trying to, you know, make these things go pow, right, as I hit them one after there the other. There was the belt-fed one and the revolver one, too. That would just... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember other kids having that. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I got over it. Not really. 
<laughs> Got to tell you, as one of those kids, it was awesome. Yeah, thanks. We're going to have to get Captain the pop gun. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pirate uh, to the Caribbean cap gun. <laughs> different captain. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's got to be the, like the most dangerous place on earth to play with a cap gun, though. Where? Porkfest? Yeah. Okay. Because everyone is actually armed. Right. Yeah, I mean, everyone's like, armed and somebody's on acid. That's if why. <laughs> if you've fired, you know, a real firearm, you know the difference between that sound and the sound of a cap going on. Unless okay. you're on acid. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. 22s are pretty weak. That's true. They are. Uh, yeah, comparable amount of noise there. Maybe. We, it's yeah. been a while since I heard a cap gun. We do have uh, an article from the Epic Times, and it is titled, An Explainer of January 6th, and it's Aftermath. Aftermath. Now, um, still feeling it today. Is this a mansplainer? I, I haven't read this article, so okay. I don't know. Did you read it? Uh, I skimmed it. I, I don't know if I'd call it a okay. mansplainer. All right. But, I mean, you're going to be the one reading it now. So I am any, a man. Any woman listening, and this, I'm going this to explain this to you, so... Any leftist female still listening to the show? <laughs> Close your, your legs and ready. listen up. I was going to say, you got to spread your knees properly in order to mansplain. Dear FCC, sure I, was, I was told once that, um, like, like you could identify uh, like a man in disguise, uh, like if he was wearing a dress, like trying to get away from something. You okay. could identify a man in disguise by like just chucking something that would land relatively in his lap. Okay, and if if he closed the legs, it was a dude, and if he opened the legs, he was a chick because the chicks. It's actually used to, a scene from uh, Tom Sawyer. Yeah, chicks used to they would open so that the dress could catch whatever was falling. Ah, in it. Whereas the men would wear pants, and so they want to close their legs to catch whatever was falling. Interesting theory. And uh, I've seen this in a couple of different places besides the Tom Sawyer as well. In uh, hey, I, Mark Twain did it first. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I I believe that's at least where. It, in my mind, it originated from. It may have originated before that, though, because he had to observe it in order to write it, right? Maybe so, he was on acid and observed it in a dream. <laughs> and never the twain shall meet. Oh. Either way, it's a good theory. So from what I understand, the standard method for uh, notifying wizards of anything is that you tell it to a butterfly. Is it? Okay. It worked for Gandalf. Oh, okay. And the butterfly will deliver the message to the wizard? Yep. Okay. Yep. Or from the wizard, in this case, to the eagles. Is it only Gandalf, though, or does that work with, like, Merlin? Or, Why would or you Mr. want to get wizard? a hold of any other wizard? I don't know. Are there, aren't there wizards also, with specialties? Also, if only Gandalf can do this, I mean, you think they're not going to You think they're not gonna catch up on that gap? You think Merlin's just going to sit back and let Gandalf be the only one that can talk to people via butterfly? No, I think the enemies are going to send off little moth-looking butterflies to intercept the message and, you know... Trick Gandalf. Mm. We received the message, but it's been intercepted and decoded. So you think he's gonna he's gonna have a uh, a butterfly that says uh, I am a Nigerian prince, and uh, if you will just send me this money, or more, we I got word from the president account. to launch the nukes, right? And you know, Gandalf goes, "Well, the butterfly told me," mm. and then all of a sudden it's like, "Well, the, you know, if the butterfly delivered the message, like, you know, all it's right, legit. unleash Mordor." Right, there you go. Yeah. Oh, we gotta keep going. We, we're getting the wrap-up music. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this because I don't know how long this is going to take. But apparently, we have unfinished business mm. on the on the concept of rights. Uh, as we were discussing last week, 
prior to Bonnie declaring victory and then moving along. Mm. So when we got here, we picked up the discussion and then started the show and kind of tabled the discussion to to do live radio. Um, you have the the I'm gonna I'm gonna because we're on the air. I'm gonna say you have the what I'm going to call um, the lawnmower conception of property rights. Like I mowed the grass, therefore this is mine. So the idea that property comes from mixing your labor with nature, right? And mowing the grass is sufficient. Mixing of labor with nature. To it secure. is one of an infinite number of examples of okay. mixing your labor with nature. Yep. And my conception is more so that it must be defended. And when we got when I got to the studio, I said that. So. Which makes sense for you not believing in rights, because, okay, if there's no difference between a world with rights and a world without rights, then how would you say that they exist? And with with your conception of it, I believe it's more like hanging out the sign out front that says this is a gun-free zone, right? Or guns not allowed here. Well, right. so here's the difference. So we're going to go ahead and assume that you and I would rather not be shooting each other if we don't have to. Well, we would assume that. Mostly because one of us probably has a friend that would be upset by that and might come after us. Right. So if you and I had some dispute over, that's my cell phone. No, that's my cell phone. And then I can say, well, here's my receipt. Okay. Whereas if you go, well, sure, that's your receipt, but I can prove that you stole that money. And then it goes, okay, well, then that would invalidate the claim that that's my cell phone because I stole the money to buy it. Uh, The whole idea being that at some point, somebody mixed their labor with nature before anyone else did. And that's what gave them the first claim to the thing. And I suggested that is insufficient because someone... So now, the other way of looking at this is, okay, well, I can prove that I bought this cell phone. It's like, yeah, but you bought it with stolen money. Yep, I sure did. Or, by another view, I stole this cell phone. That makes it my rightful property, in as much as any right exists under your framework. Okay. Because I am capable of defending it. No one is currently stealing this from me, therefore it is mine. Yes. Yes, and that's retarded. Okay. That only leads to more and more conflict. Because then, instead of wanting to produce things of value for other individuals so that they willingly exchange things f- uh, for what I've produced, instead, I just want to specialize in the ability to kill as many people as possible. You won't get far Because with I will be more effective at defending property if I'm more capable of killing instead of helping. Okay. And what I I'm gonna go back because now you're doing like the the uh, scooter thing where you just keep going on and on. Uh, your your metrics for establishing property from the beginning is insufficient. And the example that I gave last week was wanting to keep a section of property pristine, right? Like I just I want to I want this river, this hill, this rock. Right to to be as it is because that's the way that I. You're right. It. it does preclude the very concept of owning unaltered nature. Right. Yep. Yep. That's that's the trade off. Now and that's not the trade off I'm willing to make. Well, what you get in exchange for that is the possibility of consistency. And I would disagree with that. 
Because if, if I want to keep it pristine... So, like, by your view of what people ought to and not ought to uh, be recognized as owning, you should do everything that the government tells you. If you wanted your neighbor's driveway, right, and you're a criminal, right, it doesn't matter that he put up the driveway, you're just going to take it. And if he doesn't defend it from you taking, it's and still going we, to become yours. And if we have De no facto. social agreements... About you can't just take people's stuff. It's a social agreement. You can already do that with pristine land. That's part of it. It's that social agreement not to infringe on another man's claim that you seem insistent on infringing upon in the name of, well, I'm just going to take it all because I'm bigger and stronger. And that's that's how some people in society operate. And those are the people that need to be defended against. Okay, not, well, not the res- common, not the common respectful members okay. of society who will so honor another man's claim. Either plan. side of it, whether you're a good person or a bad person, whether you're trying to get more land, a or, good person's not going to infringe, or whether you are just trying to defend your pristine land. In either case, you are incentivized to be a part of the biggest gang you possibly can. No, you don't have to be a part of any gang. If people are respectful, okay. if people are if respectful, someone of property, decides that that is theirs and they have a bigger gang than you, then it's theirs. Then you defend against it. That's the whole point of having a bigger gang than you is that you can't defend against a bigger gang. You can't do that anyway. You can't do that in your system anyway because the bigger gang is going to take over whatever claim, bribe the clerk who's got the records of this is peakless's mowed grass. And so you're going the, to lose it well, anyway. And here's the difference. Because so you sign that says gang-free zone if that doesn't gang, apply to them. Right. So in my system, I've, I have this property, whatever it is. Whatever it is. That I've mixed my labor with nature. You've mixed your labor with it. Right. The now, gang comes to take it from you. Right. And now, you do what? Well, so here's the difference. Nope. You do what? Answer my question. The gang comes to your property, your mowed grass, Again, we're, we're, and says, this is mine. We're assuming in this case that it is more than I can defend against, because it's a bigger gang than me. Then they're going to take it anyway. Would you please let me just say this one thing? One thing. Okay. The difference is that other people can then not respect their right to that stolen property. You can do that so in my they, system. So wh- That's your one no, thing. No, you absolutely cannot. You can do cannot. that in this system. You absolutely Because your neighbors because are going they, to respect your property. No, because they have they have defended it, which gives them the highest right. And since defense of property is the only thing that gives you a right to property in your system, then they have every right to then sell parcels of that newly stolen property. Or have it stolen back by anybody who's willing. They have to be able to defend it. It would be gone just as soon as they got it by someone else willing to claim it. Even if that someone is you on the rebound, licking your wounds, coming back with your neighbor's support. If you want to avoid conflict... You don't put up the, you don't do those back. You just respect other people's rights. And putting up a sign that says gang free zone well, and what right doesn't would, stop the gang. And what right would you respect? The claim. The claim to the property. In whatever, in whatever form it so may be. So you're still putting a claim above the actual ability to defend? No, because you have to defend the claim. You claim it, most people respect it. You have those people like you who well, won't respect it. In order to defend a thing, it has to be claimed, right? Well, okay, sure. Why not? Okay. So you claim like this. This is my pristine property. This is my one acre. Whatever one acre. It is, right? one acre. Yeah. I, I want to keep it the way it is. Yep. I like the woods. 
I like the way the stream flows. Yep. I like the bugs being able to go in the grass that's growing naturally. Yep. Right. This is my one acre. I like the annual mosquitoes from the standing water. Right. Now, now a gang. Now, this is my one acre. I keep it pristine. Yep. A gang comes to take it. I defend it. Okay. Or I don't defend it. Yep. If I don't defend it, the gang takes it. Okay. Right. In in his property system, I mow that grass, and a gang comes to take it, and I'm in unable to defend it, even though on paper I have this right to it. I have a right. This is mine. You are not allowed to take it. Has never stopped a criminal in the history of all criminality. Well, they will take it. So here's here's the and difference. then what do you do once they take it? Well, and here's the difference is how long you can keep that up. So now, if everyone recognizes that that newly stolen property is their rightful property and helps them just as much and trades with them just as much as if they hadn't stolen, if that's the basis of ownership, then they can keep doing that. Whereas if people don't trade with that guy because he's an a hole. Because he's not respecting the basic idea of, well, no, that guy actually put work into this. That's and then already you came possible. along and took it. That's already possible in my setup. One of the things about property, uh, pre-government, right? Let's go to like Old West days, right? Was that, you know, it was recognized by everybody in the existing community. Oh, that's that's the Richie Rich Ranch over here. As it and still can be. And that's the so whether if, or not I mow the grass. If a gang came along and you know took your ranch, your one acre, yep. right, and you failed to defend it, the rest of the community could still come together and go, "Hey, look, this gang came from out of town and they took Richie Rich's ranch." Let's all not do any business with him. Yeah, that's what I said. Right, et cetera, and so on. So there are things but that can that be done. But people think that's impossible in this scenario. Well, no. If, if the only thing that is, if the measurement of whether the claim is legitimate or not is simply whether or not they can defend it, then they are now the new owners rightfully. You know, not I, think, rightfully, I think it's... Not rightfully. I think yes. They have both. to defend it. Right. I think it's both things. Yes. I think both, you have to be able to defend it and your community has to recognize that it's yours. I've said that that's my my whole proposition from the from the beginning, right? Rights, property rights in particular, but rights are one of two things: that which everyone agrees upon, or that which you can defend against. That's it. That's my claim. I don't think it's a, like in this case. I don't think it's an or. I think it, it's both. I well, think, I think if, if your community of, if your community recognizes it, right. you don't have to defend it because everyone well, recognizes. And it. here's the difference: my system, we have something that we can ultimately agree upon. No, Whereas with yours, with yours, any time where someone proves that they are more capable of defending that property than the current claimant, then we have to go, oh, well, that's theirs now. You don't have to go, oh, that's theirs now. You can do what the captain said, come together as a community and take it back. I, I, I have a, uh, a phrase stuck in my head. Because they have because, to defend it. Because I'm thinking of the Old West, starting up a posse. Right. That's Regulators. Where, yeah, that's where you, know, you and your community get together because somebody came and took Richie Rich's ranch you know even though he wasn't able to defend it himself right we recognize right. That that's his right we recognize him as a valued part of the community contributing value so we got to get together now we got to go over to Richard Rich's property well, and evict this guy and, and i shouldn't and, have to mow the grass to make that happen and here's why i'm saying you absolutely should so the reason that i would want to go help him get his ranch back mm-hmm. is because the grass can i finish a sentence please yeah go ahead you sure? Yeah, no, it's going to be the same thing. How magnanimous Because, because you mowed the grass. 
because we have a system where you mix your labor with nature, and that's how you have the claimant to rights. Well, how do I know it's your ranch? Because you put up the fence. You built that house. You put your labor into this area or before anyone else did, and that's how I know that it's your ranch, and someone can't come along and say, actually, that's been my ranch the whole time, because I can go, no, that was nature, and then he put his labor into it, whereas with your system, it's just as legitimate to say, no, that's my ranch, and I have the, the bigger claim simply because I can defend it. As opposed to, I have the bigger claim because I mowed the grass in the last two weeks. I I just have this thing in my head that I think if Richie Rich did have a ranch, it would be called Ranchy Ranch. It would would be Ranchy Ranch. Ranch Ranchy Ranch. Yeah. 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 It's now going to be called that, yes. Okay. Right. 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 Very well. So, like, yeah, the, the, the difference is, like, under your system, how are we supposed to figure out whose property to defend? Like, because I claimed it. I said from, from and how do I to, know that they didn't claim it too? From hither to yon, and if the so well, how is it long whoever, are, so how is long it have they been gone? First, how long have they been an absentee owner of said unclaimed land? Because like, anybody in the community remember when little Bill was on the land and it was taken from him, you know, by the Indians or whatever? No. They only know that it's mine because for the duration of their existence. So can I claim like that mountain range and then like, well, they took this part from me and they defend that. So that part's theirs now. But the rest of the mountain range still mine because I had the first claim. We talked about this last week. You can absolutely do that. You can make the claim. And if you can get community buy-in. that makes no sense. If you can get community buy-in, it's yours. If you can't get community right. buy-in, it's not yours. Guys, we have to and take, you can't even get we have to table take a buy-in call, so I'm gonna, between me and I'm the gonna, captain. Yeah, I'm going to pull, an entire I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a page out of Bonnie's book and go, okay, I'm right. You guys are wrong. We're going to move on now. Ooh. <laughs> I believe this is Robin Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, Rob. These guys are in the middle of a heated debate. What's up with you? Yeah. Well, I know I've been sitting here, been listening, and I think that uh, that both of those guys, it's a facile argument. Okay, for one reason, uh, well, uh, why would this gang of thugs want to take Richie's land? Good question. Because they want stuff. They're okay, going to so take it regardless. So if I mow the lawn or I don't mow the lawn, they're going to take it. Because it's valuable ranching property that they can then make a lot of money off of selling the beef. Or because okay, they think so, it's shiny. Whatever. So with that being said, Okay, uh, that's only going to happen once because the rest of the community in that area, not, they're not going to put up with that. They'll hang them. Why people. shouldn't they? If if the new owner is more capable of defending the property than the previous owner, then why shouldn't they put up with that? Because if, if they don't come to Richie's defense, those gang of thugs will take their property. And they would have to defend it. Okay. Exactly. How do they know that they, like, what makes this claim more valid than the other claim? Is it their ability to defend, or is it that you did something with it and then someone came along later? Once they take it, oh, no, they also then have to defend it. It's not like, I took it and therefore it's my right, because I, because I took it and mowed the grass... Right now it's mine because of the grass being mowed. No, they they also have to defend it. One single gang is not going to maraud across the prairie acquiring property unless the gang grows sufficiently. Everyone has a deed to their property. 
Yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't yeah. even care if so by defense means you get property it's, insurance it's, it's and the insurance company sends out a band of thugs to defend it for you. Right? Exactly. I don't care. Third-party defense is sufficient. You know, but if the community doesn't come to Richie's defense, that part of that community will start losing its land by these dead well, thugs. If this community wow. believes, as Richie Rich does, that the ultimate claim of a thing is very simply whether or not you can defend it, then they have no reason to go to his defense because this is the new legitimate owner. But they oh, will because they not, don't want to have to defend against their land. land. It's not, no, well, it's, then they don't believe that defense it. is the ultimate property. They do. Because they they're not going to let Then the, why would they take away that property from its new owner? Because he failed to defend it against the community. And why should any one of them bother? Because they don't want to have to defend it on their own. Exactly. It's a facile argument. I don't know what that means. I don't think you're using that word right. At least he knows what it means. Maybe. All right. But but, but, but I I agree with Richie. As you should. Exactly. All right. Anything else on your mind tonight? That's not good. The reason why I call, I have some exciting news to share with with uh, my Judeo Christian brothers here. You just saved a uh, load of money on your car insurance by switching to Geico. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a brand new cannabis store open up here in in Rockingham, Vermont. It's called Rolling Twenties. <laughs> of course, it is. That's better than uh, the the one uh, that I lived uh, near. In Seattle, uh, it was called the Pot Shop. Clever, yeah. I was like, "Oh, you Clever. geniuses! Really put a lot of work into that name, huh?" They got to get stoned before they come up with names for their, their shops. Their logo was a was a circle with like regular block letters stenciled "the Pot Shop" uh, inside the circle. That was it. Very creative. I've never been to any of so these places. If you're in the area of Rockingham, Vermont. Go visit these guys. They got some good stuff. Do you get a referral bonus? Like one free joint for no, every five people that come in and drop your name? I can get all the weed I want for nothing. Because <laughs> I go see the weed fairy. Uh-huh. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Let's go to this guy. I believe this is Ricky on the Commonwealth. Thank you there, Brother Captain. Brother Richie, Peakless Mountain there. Good evening. Good evening. I'm sitting here, and it just boggles my mind. Personally, I remember from the beginning, I'd like to know what rock uh, Scuzzy crawled from under. I'd like to see him go back there. I mean, talk about radio you control. This is the truth. You will let just about damn near anybody on there, and I'm tired of hearing his falsities. It's his mom's basement in California. It may be. Oh, I don't know. No, he's the you. kind of guy that grows up to be a serial killer, or like uh, the Unabomber, or something. Well, then you should really thank us for like helping get rid of that nervous energy, so that he doesn't <laughs> go all Unabomber. 
He's also no, admittedly he's got Asperger's. So He's definitely an angry son of a bitch, and that's the worst thing. Half the time you can't even tell, you know, because he doesn't have a very good grasp of the English language, what he's actually angry at. It's true. Yeah. So but he's, anyway, he's got Asperger's though, that, and thinks yeah. he's smarter than everybody else. Oh, and, yeah, I'm sure he does. And, and you know what? That, that's something we should have a whole show on. You know, how, who's smarter than – Scuzzy's smarter than everybody. How many think that? We could have a discussion about that one. I don't know if he'll call in. But part of the realization he has to, to come to terms with is that if he's truly smarter than everybody else, he's got to find a way to communicate his thoughts better with us dullards. And right, he, like he has failed at that at every turn. I mean, he might want to look that one up in the dictionary and use falsity because that's right where it's at. He's looking for, you know, and he could benefit from the product of an education, you know. But anyways, that being aside, Richie, you're the one I want to speak to, you know, because I want to fin- finalize this bet. I think we made great progress with Bonnie. I think we can. Yeah, we're two for three here. Tonight. So I've been advised by Peakless to just outright accept your third bet. And so I'm inclined to do that without actual numbers and definitions. Because it is technically impossible. So I accept your third proposition. Plus, plus the third world country is pretty defining, and it's going to be pretty damn bad. No, no, that's the thing. Well, don't let him in on the secret now, Peakless. Jesus. Oh, no, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) We talked to him about this last week. A third world country is defined as, so it's not the first world, which is America, and it's not the second world, which is the USSR. That makes it the third world. Right. So America, by definition, is going to be the first world. So I accept your five dash. I mean, I could see an ounce of gold for a pack of Camelon filter. That's not the... That's not the... That's not... That would not make the criteria for America being a third world. I'd, I'd, I'd say it'd be a total disaster. Okay. That's not how we defined it before. That, Richie? That's oblivion, brother. Well, we, we came to terms with third world. America would be the third world. And that's okay. that's the latest part I'm of it. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Okay, so let's steal the bet there. So I said I'll get that uh, 150, well, uh, well uh, that five, five dash five per. Dash. Five so dash, 15 dash. At current price in, at the beginning of 2025, I said I'll do that. No, no, no. Not 5 dash at the current price. No, I, no. No, it's 5 dash. 5 dash. Richie, Richie. Do you ever think about anything but money? Of course I do. No, I'm Richie that. Rich. That's all February. I think about. I, well, that's the problem. You know, You'd think that Ricky had about. listened to this program often enough to know the answer to that question. No, Richie Rich you know, only thinks about... Whole, well, wait a minute there. This whole land discussion. You know, I'm sitting here wearing my battle flag. There's one thing you're forgetting about, Richie. It's called the Union. I think they take claim to, claim to the land. So in your case, unless Ricky from the Commonwealth blows it away and you move to the Commonwealth, Pennsylvania, I'd say it's completely pointless. Well, no, it's not pointless because part of the claim, part of my proposition is that those with claim to the land ought to defend it against government imposition. If if I a government agent to attempts to take your land and you don't want them to take it, you ought to don't defend against it. And then we find out whether your claim was valid on yeah. whether or not you're able to defend it. So this five minutes, my claim might be valid because I'm totally capable of defending it. And then five minutes from now, my claim is invalid because I'm unable to defend it. Well, if they take it, then yeah. But then, but again, 
and then no you. one has any reason to help me get it back because my claim wasn't valid no. when they took it. They absolutely have the help to help have the uh, uh, incentive to help you get it back because it helps them honor their own claim as well. I believe this is David Ridley calling. David, you're on the Free Talk Live. Yeah, with the uh, NH exit hearing coming up on January 12th at the State House, mm-hmm. I had a couple of thoughts of how we could improve on uh, how we did last time. Okay. So the the we had good turnout uh, at this you know this this legislation last you know in 2022 that would allow New Hampshireites to vote on New Hampshire independence. Uh, we have a similar bill uh, this you know this session. And um, what, what we got wrong last time was that almost everybody testified about policy or they just said they didn't like the federal government. But not I don't think any, anyone explained how the federal government had hurt them personally. And so state reps want to hear what happened to you, if possible, or at least what happened to someone you care about. Uh, it needs to be personal. That, that's that's what makes good testimony. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. And and I think you have a good point there. If you can uh, give you know uh, an example of how you know, some harm, you know, monetary harm, uh, property harm, something like that, uh, came to you as a result of the federal government, I think that'll go far. Or you could explain how you'll benefit personally from independence. Um, but for, what I'm going to do is t- tell them about an incident that happened in 2006. I went and did a demonstration in a state tax office, a New Hampshire state tax office. Mm-hmm. Then I went and did the identical demonstration, basically, in a federal tax office uh, in, in New Hampshire, but it was federal. Yeah. So the state office, the New Hampshire office, the commissioner came out, shook my hand, answered my questions. The federal office had me arrested. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so all I was doing was, you know, just, Staying there, holding a sign and handing out flyers. Well, it's illegal to hand out flyers no, <laughs> under federal law. <laughs> I remember in, in the yeah in the, in public on public federal property. So that just that just tells that that tells you you know right there how different the two institutions are, how much more benign the New Hampshire government is, and how much more I'd rather be governed by it uh, than DC. Uh, so that, that's the kind of testimony. What, you know, what happened to you along those lines with the federal government? How did it hurt you? How did you tell it was different from other types of you know, government? So how else can people help with this? Uh, you know, with, with the testimony? Uh, that and or NH exit in general. I mean, how can, you know, where can people find out more information and you know, how can they contribute? Well, if you go to forum.chiresociety.com, that's where you'll see in writing what I'm talking about today. Uh, so that's just the most recent thing. But, um, yeah, forum.chiresociety.com, you can't really go wrong. It's always more updated than, than any of the NH exit websites. And one other thing is if you're going to testify, if you're thinking about testifying, or maybe you're even, if you're thinking about not testifying, uh, you don't think you have anything great to say or you don't like speaking, it's still good to go ahead and sign up you know, sign the pink card, say, or, you know, uh, you know, fill out the pink card that says you want to testify. And then when they call you, you can just say, I support the bill, but I yield my time, you know, and then you'll, you yield your time to, to someone who has to leave early or, or just anyone. Uh, and, and state reps really like that because it doesn't take up any of their time. 
Okay. What happens with during your testimony against the federal government, the state government realizes that they're doing similar things to you locally? Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, independence is just the freedom to mismanage our own affairs, right? Uh, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it. All right. Uh, just to recap here, I, I, what I've got in front of me, David, correct me if I'm wrong, 8.30 a.m., Friday, January 12th, uh, sort of an outside demonstration, sign waving, that kind of thing, followed an hour later by the hearing, and this hearing uh, and a related secession hearing uh, are likely to take up most of the day. Is that right? Correct. All right. Cool. That uh, that Jason Gearhart, that guy, yeah. is, he's behind this. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I like that dude. I, I like what he's doing. Um, he put forth something... I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it was something like, if the federal debt, you know, exceeds, and this might be related, yeah, whatever it is, which is, I mean, it's going to happen like, you know, next week, Tuesday or something, I don't know. Very soon. Pretty soon. But like, if that happens, then something gets put on the ballot to decide whether or not uh, the residents of New Hampshire want to secede from the federal government. I, I don't generally like politicians. Yeah. So he would fall into that category. Right. Except that he like served time. Yeah, or the he, whole Ed and Elaine Brown. He, he certainly walked the walk, and now right. he's on a mission. Right, and like, so I extend a little courtesy, knowing I, what he did prior to his life in politics. There are there are a few people around here like that that I extend that courtesy to as well. Santa Nastasso is one of them. Okay, uh, because like I've met these people. I don't know his story. Um, yeah, and, and and it's fine, and you we can talk about that uh, another time, but. <sighs> Everybody has to decide for themselves how to contribute to this thing. And while I have come to the conclusion that it's, you know, uh, in my opinion, uh, it's futile to try and infiltrate the state and change it from the inside, right? That's that's my opinion. Now, who am I to say somebody else can't do that? I get it. Right? I'm not going to ridicule a guy for doing what he thinks is the correct thing or at least at least shining some light on this thing, yeah. right? Um, I've always maintained that if you are going to join the mafia, I mean uh, the government, that the first thing you the first reason you should do it for is publicizing why the state sucks. Yeah. Right. This is one of the reasons why I have respect for people like Ron Paul. Yes, he was a politician. Yes, he had to vote on things. And yes, and he, yes had to, he had two first names. And yes, he had two first names. But at the same time, like uh, his campaigns brought more people to the cause of liberty. And even as far as anarchism. Sure. Right. Than anyone else that I can remember in history. OK, I think, he, I, again, my my contention is. Too many people stopped in politics and didn't make it all the way to anarchism. Right. Because Ron Paul demonstrated, like, a path through politics. And I'm not saying that's what uh, Jason Gerhardt is doing, but I'm also saying, like, he walked the walk yeah. for quite a long time, showed the alternative to politics, yeah. and did his time for that. Yeah, I would uh, I would welcome New Hampshire secession. That's, oh, no that's where I'm at with it, right? Yep. I, I would welcome it. So uh, more power to you guys, and uh, keep up the work. I'm also still hoping that uh, the Republican Party of Texas will get out of the way because they got all the signatures that they needed to get secession put on the ballot this year. I heard on uh, maybe it was Wednesday or Thursday uh, they were talking about who do you think is going to secede first, New Hampshire or Texas? Texas, guaranteed. Because they've Uh, already got the signatures. Well, so for one thing, and, and really the biggest thing is this, Texans already consider themselves an independent nation. 
They really do think of Texas as its own country. Well, I remember growing New up Hampshire, and everybody uh, saying that like Texas was the only one that had it written in the Constitution of Texas whenever they were acquired by the that United States that like they could secede if they wanted to. And but, but that, more that, importantly, that has proven to be not true. That's not actually a, a a true statement. There's there's something like that that can kind of, you know, but it's not exactly a true statement. My impression of New Hampshire, particularly with the Free State Project, was that you couldn't do something like secede. Uh, with a state the size of Texas, simply because of the sheer population size, that you weren't going to be able to get all of those people to agree, uh, or even fifty-one percent of them to agree to secede. Oh, I whereas, think you absolutely. Whereas, can. whereas with a smaller population, it would be easier to do so. But well, let's also so, point out that the Free State Project is not as welcomed by the natives as we like to believe it is. There is that, but so uh, in Texas, there's something like seventy percent of Republicans. According to polling data, would vote to secede from the U.S. Right, and it's close to half of Democrats. So it is an overwhelming majority of Texans already are in favor of asserting their own nationality. Uh, and with respect to the Free State Project, I realize that uh, yes, they may not be as welcomed by natives as we like them to be, uh, and there might be some good reasons for that on an individual basis. However. This state still is the live free or die state. That is correct. And it has some of the fewest laws in the nation. There is a spirit of freedom here amongst the natives that I think aligns very well with libertarian thought. Then, then this should have happened in 2022 when they last proposed it. Well, and yeah. so that that I think is actually the difference. So, yes, there is a live free or die spirit in New Hampshire. Yes, that is fundamentally libertarian in its nature. Mm-hmm. But that's different from having their own culture to the point that they see themselves as a different country. People that live in New Hampshire still see themselves as Americans. Right. Always have. And until we can change that, they will continue to see themselves as I mean, I don't, as I don't, a particular kind of American. I don't know, I don't know that American. that's even true. Like, um, uh, I discovered this band Scissor Fight, who are from here. Back in the late 90s, they were one of these bands that, like, nearly got signed. No, not Scissoring, Scissor Fight. Um, they have uh, an album called Granite State Destroyer, right? The opening track, I think, is called Granite State Destroyer. And the opening lyric is, weed, guns, and axes, we don't pay our taxes because we don't exist on any government list. Let's just say Texas does go first, right, for hypothetical example. Sure. And then all of a sudden, Texas is like, all right, it's a law of land. Every man, woman, and child gets a firearm. Here you go. They're going to they're gonna have to defend a war on two fronts. Which fronts? The Mexican invasion and the Americans trying to take Texas back. Would their people be really trying to take it back? I don't know. Like, Yeah, who, who would want that? You think, you again, this is something that comes up all the time. Do you think the United States federal government is just going to let Texas go? Yes. Okay. 100%. All right. Well, consider this. Right now, we're sort of at this point where there's the Texas and Florida side. Texas is pretty well armed. I got it. Well, no, I mean, like, democratically speaking, and like with the laws and everything, with the culture, there's sort of Texas and Florida on one side and New York and California on the other side. Okay. So if Texas secedes, it will just be New York and California. Okay. And there are a lot of people that very much want that. All right. 
So, yeah, no, there's the, a really good chance that they will just let them go. Also, they're really well armed, so it's like not worth trying to take them over. Uh, unless you can get them fighting on the other side as well, right? And that's that two front, two front theory. Yeah, two fronts is not wise, uh, just from a... They're already trying to keep the Mexicans out. They're yeah. fighting the border wall thing. Yeah, there's already more Mexicans in Texas than, I mean, really anywhere. Maybe California. I get it. Yeah, I think uh, I think that would actually solve their border crisis. Okay. Uh, all of the Mexicans who are currently crossing in Texas would just move to, like, Arizona because they want to get into the U.S., and if Texas is no longer part of the U.S., where they have a welfare state, because believe me, Texas as a republic is not going to have a well, welfare state. Texas is smart. They just take everybody that's there illegally and be like, poof, you're a citizen. I, you know, I don't know how I don't know how well thought out this theory is, but I have had it proposed. Right. Like the, the Mexicans that enter in Calif- enter into California and all the other states. Yeah. Consider themselves Mexicans. Yeah. And the Mexicans that enter into Texas consider themselves Texans. Right. So. Right. Hmm. Maybe they have an ally. I mean, Maybe. like... It, They're still trying to keep them out, currently. In my brain, I hope that that's how it turns out. I think that if Texas does secede, that they have an enormous resource in front of them, a human resource, that is, the Mexicans who want to come over. The that Mexicans won't take the welfare, because they won't right, have it. Right, uh, and And the ones who want to work to make a life for themselves, right? And they're willing to do so, right? Those are the people that you welcome. Yeah, and the conservative leanings of Texans is perfectly in line with the catholic leanings of mexicans yeah so they very may they they, it may very well be the opposite of a two-front war all right like in fact they might be such allies with mexico that it helps defend them against the u.s even trying (laughs) to to invade that would that would be amazing that would be i hope that happens i mean best case scenario for sure yes you know absolutely and and man that would warm my heart to see something like that. I think that there know? is a lot more cultural commonality between Mexico and Texas than between Texas and, say, California. Oh, yeah. Well, certainly. Then, then why are the people in Texas so, like, hell-bent on keeping out the Mexicans then? The welfare. Yeah. Is that the only thing? I, I swear to God. But if, if the ones, just, well, the, if the ones two, coming in aren't getting things. on the welfare, though. It's two things. One of them, one of them is the welfare, and the other is the uh, the political shift. We have Dana calling from Michigan. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, this comment, can you guys hear me? Because I got a dead spot in my house. I, I can hear you. Okay, great. Um, this is for Peakless. Um, you were talking about secession, uh, Texas seceding, and then the possibility of them t- turning authoritarian after they seceded. And the example, the first thing out of your mouth was uh, their attitude towards abortion. Um, I might have brought I that did, up initially, I but I'm, yeah. Well, let me, let me finish. So okay. what's more authoritarian than taking someone else's life? That is exactly what Mao did, Stalin, Lenin, Pol Pot. United I States. I could go on and on. And even, even you guys claim U.S. involvement and innocent civilians uh, being killed in the different wars that we have participated in. I think that that is so antithetical to libertarianism and conservatism. I think you guys need to focus 
outside the wounds first and fix those problems before you decide to start sucking the life out of women's wounds. Sure. Like that's that's reasonable until you read stories okay. about until you read stories about an unviable fetus uh that Texas won't let be removed from the woman even though it's going to turn into nothing. It will be born still. It's causing her medical complications. And they have medically kidnapped her by not allowing her to even leave the state where she can go get a medical procedure to remove the unviable fetus. Right. Like okay, that's authoritarian. So my response to that, my no, my response to that is uh, apparently you haven't read that she did leave the state. She was not kidnapped. And there were multiple doctors that came forward, said they had successfully treated, I think it was trichomy 18 or something like that, successfully treated, treated that, and both men and, or not men, boys and girls are living full, healthy life. She wasn't even willing to try okay. to, to have the baby and have it treated. And I think, uh, Dana, guys. I... These are... World-renowned, let me finish my sentence, Captain. There are world-renowned uh, 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 doctors that specialize in this, and she wouldn't even try. You know what? That's why they call it faith. You've got to put it in a higher power. Either you believe or you don't. But I don't want to argue that. Okay, well, hold on, hold well, on. No, you you want to bring up faith. You want to bring up a higher okay. power. Let's talk about the Bible. Well, well, now, the on, Bible puts a very specific difference on what you do to someone who kills a baby versus what you do to someone who causes a woman to miscarry. So in your basis of faith, they still discern between a fetus and a baby. Before we go getting upset about... Uh, things and definitions and whatnot uh, it is a little bit hyperbolic dana for you to uh tell us that we are uh, attempting to legislate people's wombs nobody in this room uh, is in control of anybody's womb none of us are removing uh fetuses from wombs or anything like that uh, ourselves did i say that uh, you insinuated you insinuated you said before you go uh, deciding on what does and doesn't get removed from women's wombs you should blah 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 about yourself instead so that is what you said no that's not what i said i'll repeat what i said okay go ahead before you involve yourself in someone's womb why don't you focus on the problems we have outside of the womb i didn't say anything about getting in the, uh, uh, removing anything, or you ending life, I said, before you get into the womb. It wasn't I, the peakless, that brought up abortion. Actually, I didn't thing. bring up abortion. And that that wasn't my go-to. My go-to, that. like, again, people can't tell the difference between Richie Rich and me. And it's <laughs> really becoming Maybe a problem. Maybe Rob was really on your side then. <laughs> it's really becoming a problem. Uh, I brought up cannabis. Now, at the moment, they are somewhat limited on what they will do to you for possession of cannabis. If they become a republic of their own, that will skyrocket. They will absolutely become terrifying to the people who choose to have the wrong flower. Yeah, what we were trying to get at, Dana, was we were trying to objectively... I was watching you guys. I know who said 
the example. Yeah, it's the long-haired guy with the beard. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that excludes me. I know me. who you guys are. I was watching <laughs> you, and I've watched you before. What I'm saying is the first thing he used about authoritarianism was abortion. The second example was immigration, and he got off abortion. I know what I heard, but more importantly, I know what I saw. I was watching you, Peekless. I'm just mad as hell that you guys went there. That makes me mad. Because okay. so you can be mad all you want okay. about it. Do That's you believe what Texas that, is going to do. Do you believe that people should be put to death for abortions? No. That is what that. they will do when they become their own country. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.